1: love talk radio yes this is the long white r&b soul singer of ambient records and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics.
0: And welcome everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Want to say happy Tuesday to you guys out there. Hope that you had a fantastic weekend. Hope that this week is kicking off on a great and a positive note um, for you guys. If you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So big shouts out to our friends at Vibration Radio as well as to our sponsors um, over at Ambient Records in Kansas City uh, with CEO Stephen Jerome Ferguson. So if you are a music artist, poet, and you're looking for a place to uh, record some of your tracks, or you may be an author, you may be ready to put some of those books on audio, he is the man to connect with him. You can connect with him uh, via Facebook, uh, Stephen Jerome Ferguson. Also, uh, their page, um, Ambient Records, or their website, Ambient Records dot com, and also to our friends at the shop in Marrero, Louisiana. Uh, they have the best karaoke and food, and just all around fun. So if you guys ever in Marrero, Louisiana, make sure you go and check out the shop um, located at thirty six oh nine West Bank Highway um, in Marrero, Louisiana. And so. Tonight, folks, you're in store for a special treat, as always, over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Um, Tonight, we got a new guest. You guys know how I love new guests. Uh, Tonight, we are welcoming uh, Dr. Onika Shirley, you guys, and she's going to come on. She is the founder and CEO of Action Speaks Volume. Uh, She is also... Um, a, a life coach, and uh, man, she does many things. But tonight we're going to be talking about unwrapping your gifts while creating multiple streams of income. And I, I think as soon as we drop this post, um, uh, so many people say, you know what, I have to tune into tonight's show. Uh, you know, um, a lot of us are trying to already planned for the new year. And we want to know how, how can we tap into our gifts? How can we identify those gifts? And more importantly, how can we turn those things into multiple streams of income? And so um, Onika is going to share that um, with us tonight and more So make sure you got your pen, your paper, and you're ready uh, because you're going to be in store for a special treat. And as always, uh, throughout the broadcast, um, if you have a question or comment for her or you just want to call in and say hello, feel free to do so by calling in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And I have to do this pressing one to join the conversation with us. And so we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the lady of the hour um, on here, you guys, so you can get to know her better for yourself. Anika, are you there? I am here. Yes. Welcome. I am How are you
1: here.
0: doing? I am doing good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I just finished shoveling snow for about an hour and a half. And so I. <laughs> I am doing ecstatic right now, <laughs>
2: oh wow, 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 <laughs> I know that it is that time of the
0: year, it is. Thinking, yes, yes right? <laughs> yes wow, absolutely absolutely, and so, but I'm glad that you're here. um, I definitely appreciate you joining me this evening. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited
2: um for being here. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, and so, um Onika, for the people out here, this may be their first time uh hearing you speak, being introduced to you. Tell us a little bit about who is Onika Shirley.
2: All right, well, I am Dr. Onika Shirley, the founder and CEO of Action Speak Volume, Incorporated, where I help women build unshakable confidence, stop procrastinating, mm-hmm. and to get their dreams. Out of their heads and into their lives. I'm also the founder and international director for Action Speaks Volume Orphanage Home and Foundation in India. I also host um, Action Takers Walking by Faith live radio broadcast. I am a eight-time author, singer-songwriter, coach, mentor, and counselor. This
0: just to name a few.
1: <laughs>
0: Just to name a few, but I am definitely excited about you having you here on the show tonight. And I have to ask you um, where did the passion um, to help encourage and motivate women? Um, to 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 live their fullest potential. Uh, where did that motivation come from? When did, when did you find that that was your passion?
2: That's a great question. The passion came from, um, and it was it's funny because if I can be transparent,
1: that Absolutely. was not my
2: original. That was not my original passion because you okay. know, women can be um, pretty strange. And so I thought that <laughs> my calling was to, um, to help children. And so when I initially started, my uh, business name was Shirley's Open Ears.
0: But okay. to me, it
2: sounded like a little daycare. And so <laughs> as I uh, continued to, as I continue to um, ask God what it is that he wanted me to do, and, you know, God is always funny. He always have us do that thing that we don't want to do. And so since I didn't really like dealing with women because of the emotions and the attitudes and right. all the stuff that women have, that's where he directed me to. So when it came down to creating the avatar and um, I never could come up with a child, I never could come up <laughs> with the men that I was counseling and coaching on my job. It always right. came back to a Tasha. It came back to a Nicole. It came mm-hmm. back to an Angela. And so um, the passion came from my obedience to God. And one thing about it is it may not be where you start, but mm-hmm. it, it is where you finish. And Absolutely. when you're obedient to God, that kind of give you a passion. He molded Absolutely. me into the passion to um, help women.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely and, and I wanna talk about obedience, uh, for a minute because a lot of times, um, you know, God has a way of of, of directing our path and kinda of putting us in in place um for things and like you said, even things that are originally not our very own plan. And so for you Um, do you think that being obedient, especially for us, you know, as women, I, I I know this probably, this does apply to men as well, but being obedient, um, as far as following that passion, following that, that, that new journey, uh, do you believe it definitely has its challenges? Oh,
2: absolutely. Because when you're, um, just because God give us an assignment doesn't, always mean that we're ready to listen and that we're ready to follow every step. We are generally ready to follow the steps that does not require trips, that does does not require detours, that does not require delays, and does not require some turnarounds. And so it offers challenges, it it brings up challenges because it's not always as smooth because you feel like, well, I'm following you, God, so everything right. should go the way you said. And when it doesn't, it makes us a little discouraged.
1: Absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And for you, um, when it because, like you said, a lot of times uh, when it comes to working with women, um, especially as a woman, we're hesitant uh, because of so many things that that you listed, uh, from Because we're women, so we know how we as women operate, uh, feelings and emotions and and all of those parameters. And so a lot of times you find women who are skeptical um, about doing business with other women or um, helping or coaching or what have you other women um, because of those things. And so if you would allow those things to keep you uh, from what you're doing now, uh, what do you What do you think your life would be like had you allowed the initial thought of Okay, what is this going to be like to work with women?"
2: Oh, I think my life would be very different because anytime kind of goes back to um, the last question. Anytime you're not mm-hmm. obedient, God, you can't expect blessings to come out of that.
0: And right. what
2: I have found that um, being obedient and walking down the path that God has called me to walk down. It it was actually more than a blessing that I could even imagine because he always knows the plan before before, um, we know it. So I really couldn't really imagine other than the consequences of not being obedient, and I really Mm -hmm. don't know what that would look like. And I probably wouldn't want to imagine what that would look like because I know – you know, just from times of doing things that he didn't necessarily say or or told told me to do, you know, the consequences that came from that. So um, I know it will definitely look
0: way different than it is today. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) absolutely. And and you're also, um, and when I read this in your bio, I was like, oh, where was she at like five years ago? But you're also a confidence-building and procrastination coach. And so yeah. how did you, and so I was like, procrastination, that, that's where I was. Like for the longest time I was like, Where was Onika? When what I needed her <laughs>
1: <laughs> And so
0: how did you how did you get into that? Um as far as the confidence building, um and, and being a procrastination coach. What made you say, you know what, these these are some things that, that some folks could definitely need um some encouragement and, and push on? Good
2: question. Um, uh, With both of those, um, one with me being in a car wreck um, 22 years ago left with a lot of um, physical scars Mm. from my face all the way down to my feet. And so I had to, I still had to find the strength to love myself. But I saw other people that didn't really have the scars that I had Mm. that didn't love themselves. And I was thinking, you know, there's something wrong with that. And I right. know with me having the visible scars and some of the people that I encountered, they had scars on the inside, which I had some too, but I still, I never felt like um, that I didn't have what it took, that I, I, that I, I couldn't um, walk in purpose. And, right. and when I saw the struggle of those women that I encountered, I said there, there's a need and that's what we're mm-hmm. here for, to fulfill a need and on the confidence side, I'm, I have always been like a numbers person. I've always been like a person that loves to be on time. I would rather wait than to have somebody waiting on me. Right. But I right. found many times that people, other people didn't have that. And so mm-hmm. I am the person that knows that it's 1,400 minutes in a day and 86,400 seconds and 168 hours in a week. And so wow. when I found that, You know, um, when we sit and we wait and we wait, and and there are some things that people don't realize as to why they procrastinate, and there are just simple steps that they can do to eliminate the procrastination. And so I found, again, that there was a need because a lot of times people will say that, you know, oh, they're not going to start on time, so I'll be late. And so when everybody has Mm -hmm. that attitude, they mm-hmm. may start on time if everybody had the same attitude that I'm going to start on time, right. and I'm going to come on time. <laughs> and right. so I saw that there was a great need in both areas um, as far as building confidence
0: and stop stopping the procrastination. Absolutely. And, and I'm one of those people. Um, if you tell me that an event is starting at one o'clock, um, most of the times I'm going to be there between twelve fifteen, twelve thirty, 1230, uh, you know, so I can get yeah. a seat so I don't feel rushed. And so a lot of times people always ask me, like, why are you so early? Um, as, as if something, you know, is, is definitely wrong with that. Uh, but it's because, you know, I want to be punctual and I want to be respectful of the person who's having the event you know, and so I always yeah. try to push myself to get there ahead of time, because I would feel the same way, you know, if I was having something, I, I always like folks to be on time, I mean, you know, unfortunately, you're going to have those who, who who are never on time, and you always know who they are, but, uh, you know, sometimes it can be um, challenging, and so I used to question myself, like, well, maybe I just need to you know, wait a little longer, but I said, no, you know, I'm not going to change, you know, how I'm doing things because I'm there, I'm punctual, I'm on time, I'm ready to receive the information that's going to be given, and I've just learned to go with that, and it's also helped, you know, kind of encourage other people to show up earlier, you know, as well, um, uh, by encouraging them to to get to events earlier also, Uh, but I also did, um, Onika, wanted to talk to you about the confidence building. And I believe, like, now more than ever, um, confidence um, building um, is so needed. Um, we see so many of our, even our young girls um, and, and, and young women now who are dealing with a huge amount of confidence issues from body type, from skin complexion is a huge one, Um And just various things that they're experiencing. Um, And and I've had this conversation and a lot of times people have talked about how now with with a social media age, um, social media has definitely um, put, you know, that, that stick into confidence whereas women are comparing themselves to people that, you know, they see on social media or reality shows or what have you. Do you think that social media has had a huge influence on how we as women um, assess ourselves and and look at ourselves?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, Social media has had a a, a big impact, but Mm -hmm. I think – A lot of times if we kind of go back to Mm -hmm. the beginning, that if we had a rule of not comparing, because Mm. sometimes social media can paint a picture that's not real.
1: Because a lot of times
2: when you evaluate what you see on social media and what you actually see in reality, it's not Mm. the same. I mean, you see people they are made up. We know that they can do all types of things like they do on TV and I mean it's mm-hmm. just the same because you know people that you know don't look like they do on social media. So you think like, <laughs> right. oh, wait a minute, <laughs> You like, wait a minute. You know, so when you start evaluating, you know, what you see in reality and what you see on social media, that's one way. But then what I tell people is when we know who we are,
1: mm-hmm. and it
2: all starts from the creator,
1: when right. you know
2: who you are, I don't have to compare and worry about who I'm not. And that mm. comes from my scars. That comes from my skin. That comes from my, my my shape, my size. I don't have to compare myself to you or to this person or to that person to feel accepted. But I think a lot of times people never really hear that you are a daughter of the king. That's my mm. son That's right. in whom I love and well-pleased. And when they right. don't hear that, they find they are. They're looking for validation, and they're making their comparison from the outside. But when you get it from within, nothing on the outside really matters. But a lot of people absolutely. miss that validation point where they're looking for validation from everything around them, and they're missing mm-hmm. that the things that they have
0: within them. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and do you believe that the validation comes from the? Pure fact that we we want to be accepted, you know, by those who surround us.
2: Yes, yes, and 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 acceptance is huge in this um, in this era. Acceptance is huge in our young young um, our young girls, and even with our young men, acceptance is huge. It's huge for some um, adults, a lot of adults.
1: Absolutely. And
2: that's why we have to do the extra work.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: have to do the extra work to, to really, I mean, because there's no, it's no way around it. There's no way around it. It's, it's, it's not a secret. There is no super formula to it. Until mm-hmm. people know who they are and accept mm-hmm. that, nothing else, nothing that's said or done is going to matter. Because even mm-hmm. as a mom, if, if you don't have those conversations with sons and daughters, they're going to cling to the first person that accepts them, so if it's a gang, if, if that give them right. a sense of of belonging, right. they'll join the gang. if, if it's right. an association or a club or whatever um whatever that organization is, they give them a sense of belonging um that's where um that's where they'll put their heart and their mind and and and, and everything else in, but we have to put in the extra work to you know to let them know who they are. And we have work to do. A lot of work to do. From
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually have dad. Oh, absolutely. We actually have a question from Uh this one comes from um Gabriella from Atlanta uh from Facebook um about this topic. She says for years um my mother uh made me and my sister feel so self, uh, made our self-esteem feel so low and our self-confidence because she was always stickler about how we maintain our bodies the size that we kept them. She says, even into my adulthood, um, when it came to getting into relationships, I found myself constantly, constantly um, comparing myself and making sure that I was the ideal size how do we break these cycles so that once we become adults, they don't follow us?
2: Right. So we break those cycles by, by really letting people know what is the ideal size. You got I mean, mm-hmm. when, I, when I think about according to who, I know, mm-hmm. you know, moms have their thing, TV have their thing. um right. Our peers have their thing. Men have their thing. But then you got to right. ask yourself, according to who? according to who that I have to be that size, according to who that I have to be that color. And what I like to think, I think, you know, none of us, you know, now body size, we have some control over that. But the color of our skin, the texture of our hair, the makeup of our face, the shape of our nose, um, Mm -hmm. the, the size of our eyes, I don't have any control over that. And so one thing that I do is I I write down in so many areas of life things that I can control and things that I cannot control. I cannot control how you feel about me, if you like me, what you think about me, what you say. I can control how I feel, what I do, how I think about me. And so you kind of weigh those things out and say, what is it that I control and what is it that I don't have control of? And I think Absolutely. in order for us to be able to build that cycle, as more people begin to embrace themselves, they will begin to teach it. But a lot of times, parents can't teach it to their kids because they're not embracing themselves. And it, it's it's been like a it's been like a chain effect or a ripple effect, and it goes on from generation to generation because mom is teaching it because somebody taught it to her. And, and somebody have to break that cycle to okay. say that, hey, baby, or hey, son, you're okay. Mm-hmm. If and if there are some things about you that you don't like, then right. you change them. But you don't have to be a serve nothing for anybody. And I think we just have to get to that point to know that we are okay the way we are. Because and I want to say this. You know, with me having the scars that I have, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking a broken femur. You're talking a broken jaw. You're talking where I knocked out my two front teeth, Mm. cut my tongue, and busted my chin open wide. A crushed knee and a broken ankle. So you're talking, you're not talking about a person that, you know, that haven't been through some things Mm -hmm. and haven't encountered some things. But it wasn't a day that I didn't accept myself because I knew... These scars, I was going to have them the rest of my life. So I had to right. tell myself, it's either I accept myself now or I go through the rest of my life worried about what people are going to think, what people right. are going to say. And I knew I had a whole life ahead of me. And I tell myself right. that I would not die before I live and that the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. And I can't live a best life worried about what people think.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Another question comes from Destiny uh, from Houston, Texas. Um, She says, um, after your accident, um, she says, what do you believe um, gave you the push not to get down and depressed? She says, oftentimes, once people have a traumatic experience in their lives, depression sets in and it's hard to get out of that. How did you push through?
2: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Because I had my wreck in my 12th grade year um, of high school. Wow. Really fast. Had two car wrecks in my 12th grade year. I went to school only the first nine weeks and the second nine weeks. I was out the Mm -hmm. whole second nine weeks and the fourth nine weeks of my 12th grade year. But this is what got me. I never got down because I always, I picked myself up right where I was and I worked with what I had. And that is key. Work with what you have. Work with what you have, not with what you lost, because nothing that you lost, you never needed, whether it be people or things, time or stuff. Work with what you have. And so I always, I challenge myself. Doctors told me there was, doctors said there was things that I would never do or it would take me forever to do. And so with me always being that challenger pusher, um, I right. used to just say, oh, they're, they're not going to tell me what I'm not going to do.
1: They're not going to
2: tell me that i would never do this. And so I just kept (laughs) challenging myself. And I think, you know what, honestly, I think what helped me, I didn't have the peer pressure to have to worry about Mm -hmm. what people said at school when I wasn't at school. So I had a lot of time to spend with myself working on my recovery versus working on my pain. Mm -hmm. I was working on my recovery to say, you know, I need to be doing this to start back getting up. And I walked on crutches for a whole year after being in the hospital for almost two months, to work on my recovery. And so my goal was working on where I was going and not where I was. My goal is I wanted to get up. I wanted to walk
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. And what I want to do is I want to take a break, uh, but we're going to come back and we're going to uh, jump into the subject tonight. You guys are going to be talking about unwrapping your gifts while creating multiple streams of income. And don't forget, if you have a question or comment uh, for Dr. Onika Shirley, uh, feel free to call in. The number is 347 is the number. All you have to do is press one to join the conversation. And we're going to take a break, folks.
1: y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson, and when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
0: And welcome back everyone to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Tonight, we are on with Dr. Onika Shirley, you guys, and we are um, just getting ready to jump into our topic tonight. We're talking about unwrapping your gifts while creating multiple streams um, of income. And of course, um, Dr. Shirley, the first question um, so many people had when it came to this subject is how do we go about identifying our gifts?
2: Great question.
0: So you first
2: can identify your gift by trying it out. And what I mean by trying it out is there are things that are called potential. So sometimes we miss realizing that full potential because we don't try it. So try mm. out things that come natural to you, things that you don't have to try so hard, things that you don't have to practice on things that just feel natural
1: by right.
0: And so when, when, when folks, because a lot of times when we are trying to identify our gifts, um, I've heard so many people, uh, you know, have that discussion on, you know, I just don't know what I'm good at. And so um, a lot of times uh, we're having to, you know, kind of, you know, self-evaluate ourselves and discover uh, what it is uh, or what gifts that we, in fact, do obtain. And so um, what happens if we if we do those things, uh, but they don't work out? And I know sometimes people will be like, okay, well, that just wasn't my gift. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's not your gift because it didn't work out the first go-round. Is that, in fact, true? Do you believe that?
2: Um, I do believe that because there's a difference in um some of our gifts and yeah. some things that we may like. So some mm. things we may like okay. because we are attractive to it, because we right. see other people doing it, and it looks mm. good on them. And right. so sometimes social media and TV media. Um, and even just even in public, it looks like, oh, I want to do that, too. Because they do it so naturally that it doesn't really look like it's difficult to do. So sometimes, and one thing that you said when you said evaluate ourselves, Mm -hmm. that was kind of like my next point. We have to evaluate ourselves honestly because sometimes we know that we know where our real struggles are. Even Mm -hmm. when people say, oh, girl, you can do that real good. You knew what that made you feel like. You knew you was out of your comfort zone. You you knew that really wasn't you. So you have to evaluate and be brutally honest with yourself to say, this is really not my thing. And you know the reasoning behind why you're doing what you do. But Mm -hmm. that thing that keep you up at night, that thing that you would do even if you didn't get paid, that thing that keep coming back up even when you try to forget it, those are the things where you can kind of start saying, okay, this may be what I was called and created to do. Because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we get into things that we find to do, but we wasn't necessarily made for it or made to do it. Mm -hmm. So we see those things that look attractive to us, but they're not our thing. And we have to stay in our own lane.
0: That's right. Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of times Uh, We see people, um, and it kind of goes back to what you said, especially as far as social media. We may see someone who um, is a life coach. We may see someone who is that motivational speaker. We may see someone who has created that business. Um, And so in our mind, we're thinking, okay, wow, if they can do that, I can do that too. Uh, But I always tell people everybody's journey to, to certain things are different. You know, just because you you see what somebody else is doing, um, it doesn't mean that your journey is gonna take the route that theirs took um uh, for them to tap into their gift. You know, and so a lot of times we, we may not know what we're in store for um uh, when we go and we you know, we, we like what we see and we're saying, Okay, well I can do this. Um, uh, but sometimes we we're not fully prepared for what's in store ahead. Uh, because we think, you know, it looks so easy or, oh, maybe this person is making so much money doing this, I should do that too. Um, But, you know, everybody has their challenges, you know, getting to that point in life.
2: Right. I I agree. And, And as you said, social media, has kind of put us, and it was really long before social media because people saw the Joneses across the street, they saw their neighbors down the street, Very up true. the street. So mm-hmm. um, before social media um, came into the picture, um, but again, we have to, we got to know what's for us, what okay. what it is, and know that you know what's on the inside of us. You know, what? what is on the inside of us that we're willing, that we're willing when don't nobody else believe that that's what you should be doing? Right. When you say, I know because it's in my knowing, and I know that I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And mm-hmm. so I like to tell people this. When 99 people said that that's not your thing, but one person say it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But when one person said that it is and 99 people say it's not, when it's your thing, it don't matter what the 99 people say. You're going to do it. You're going to be
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so what's our next step?
2: So our next step is once you try it out and once you evaluate it, then get the feedback. See if the transformations are being made. See if the impacts are being made, the inspirations, the motivations, the empowerment. See if you have the motivation that that's necessary because this is, I want to give one, one key thing for a person that's looking for the gift and one key thing that they can use to kind of evaluate is What they are doing, is it a good enough reason for them to keep doing it? Because a lot of times a thing that's not your thing, you will start it, but you won't finish. You Mm will start it, but you won't put the time in it. You won't put the money in it. You won't put the effort in it. You won't won't do nothing. It looks good. So that's why a lot of people start and stop things because it's really not their thing, and they haven't really found that good enough reason. Not, not this big million-dollar reason. It got to be enough for you to say I'll keep going, enough for you to say that I'll keep trying, enough for you to say that I'll, I'll keep showing up. And that's a good evaluating point because a lot of times we don't make those things priority because we haven't found mm-hmm. that good enough because it's really not our thing. Right. It looks good on you, and I'll try it. But if it don't fit right, I'm not putting it on no more. Right. But that's what you wear every day. That's what you do.
0: (laughs) Onika, do you think that a lot of times, um, a lot of us, we may have identified our gifts, um, but we're not willing to put the work in behind making that gift. Present and, and, and showing that gift um, to other people. So, do you, do you think that sometimes we're afraid to put in the work that it takes um, to push that gift further than we want to?
2: Oh, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. That is like a thousand times yes. And, <laughs> and and the reason why is because of fear. It's because yeah. of the fear of failure. It's because of the fear of acceptance. And it's because of the fear of what other people think. And so you will shrink back or not, you know, put it out there like you thinking because you're a person thinking in their mind, what is everybody else going to think? What if this don't work? What if I fail? You know, Mm -hmm. what if they say that I've been trying this and I've tried that and none of it didn't work? What is this thing that you're doing now? So I think mm-hmm. the number one reason for that is fear of something or fear of somebody.
1: Mm.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to um, identifying our gifts, um, what do you believe um, is that next that we, we we've identified that gift? Um, and so now comes the question: Well, what do I do with this? Uh, because a lot of times we find people who are very gifted in various things. Maybe somebody's gifted in when it comes to baking, singing, um, you know, public speaking, being a um, um, a counselor. Um, how do we go about finding out what to do with these gifts? Okay,
2: so then you have to kind of search out. You have to search out the need because everybody don't need your gift. Everybody mm. don't want your gift. So right. you have to find out for people. You, you got to search out where right. your gift is needed, wanted, and accepted because you will find that there may be some people that you said need your gift, but they don't desire it. And mm. so it's still not a good gift because right. you can give somebody something that you know they need and they put it on the shelf and figure, I'm not using it. I don't want it. I don't want it from her. And so you have to find where your gift will be accepted and where it's needed. So Hmm. you, and, and, and this is the thing. A lot of times when we don't figure that out, we figure, well, I just won't do nothing. But I want to say this to the listening audience. We were with the creator before we came here. And if we accept Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We're returning back to the Creator and if mm-hmm. there was nothing to be done in between those two acts, why are we here? So at some point, you have to to know that we will each be held accountable for what we did or did not do absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. For you personally, um, Onika, how did you? When did you realize um, your gifts um, that, that you acquired? Oh, I
2: think at a very, <laughs> at, at a very, very early age, because mm-hmm. uh, God has blessed me in uh, numerous um, areas, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes when we're gifted. We, it can be a problem when you have too many mm. gifts and things you don't know what to use and where to use and right. who to use and who to use them with. Right. But I think at a very early age, I was I was always the one that, you know, kind of schooled myself that, oh, I'll never go to summer school and I'll never do this and I'll always go to college and I'll always do this, things that I didn't really see. So I know it had to come from God because I didn't see those that I was going to never not do I didn't see it in my siblings. I didn't see it in my mom. I didn't mm-hmm. see it around in in my immediate surroundings. So at a very early age, I had a entrepreneur spirit. I started mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, seventh grade where I started. I call it flipping my money, buying stock punches <laughs> for ninety nine cent and yeah. making the two fifty. You know, with yeah. the dollar and 20, the dollar and fifty cent profit, and I just kept Absolutely. doing that in my business. You know, so I had that entrepreneur. I bought my little oatmeal pies and my little my box of Star Crunch.
0: Yeah. So I had
2: that mindset from an early age that I was a leader and a game changer, and mm-hmm. and I've always just operated in in that magnitude to say that I had something to offer, and yeah. not always knew how to get it out, and still trying to figure some of it out. But I start with the one step. And I allow him to lead and guide me to show me, you know, the next step and the next step and the next step. And I think that's another thing, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hush. A lot of times (laughs) we try to have, we we, we, we paralyze ourselves with analysis paralysis. We Mm. want to know the whole picture, and that's not what he wants us to do. If you can just look at the frame and not worry about the background and the contents on the inside, the glass and this and that. So we get an analysis paralysis because we don't know everything to do instead of taking the first
0: step. Mm. Wow. I love that. Absolutely love that. And and it reminded me of when you were talking about, uh, so I remember um, in middle school, And there was a band trip coming up, and I said, and I told my mom, you know, my parents how much it would be, and I said, but I don't need you to give me the money. I said, I'm going to make the money myself. And so that's what I did. Uh, She took me uh, to the store. I bought these big um, boxes of different candy, and that's what I did. I sold them. Um, Of course, made that profit, uh, paid for my trip, and then had a little extra over Um, And so kind of from that point on, I always knew that um, I would be the one to always, you know, make a way, you know, it's easy, it's easy uh, sometimes for people to um, just do stuff for you. Um, But for me, I've always, you know, even from a young child have found the joy of, of making a way for myself you know, um, and so it always gives me um, a a piece of joy within myself when I can, you know, see myself making the steps um, to make things happen. And and even now as adulthood, um, even though a lot of people, oh, I can do this and I can do that, if I can do it and and I'm able to do it right, um, then I will do it. Um, I'm not afraid to ask people for help, but I've always just enjoyed the the drive and the push, you know, to, to get things accomplished um, because I knew I could.
1: Yes,
2: and that's a good place to be. And and I think yeah. I kind of had that same attitude that I didn't want to be at the mercy of another person because yeah. I think I can yeah. deal with a lot of stuff.
1: But being at <laughs> the mercy
2: of another person is right. the worst place to be. I wouldn't. Have, I, I wouldn't want to be in a place where
1: mm-hmm. if I needed
2: that last glass of water that I had to depend yeah. on somebody to give it to me. That's right. And I know we probably get at that point at some point. But as yeah. much as I can, if I can do it for myself, that's my preference.
1: That's right.
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And of course, uh, as, as I would say, um, uh, the new year is definitely around the corner, and so um, a lot of people are. are that um, they can uh, make their new year um, even better in in years to come. And a lot of that is definitely centered um, around income. And so how do we go about, and this is one of those things that I just actually, um, you know, really got into over the past couple of years is the multiple streams of income. Um, Because for a lot of people, they have that, that one particular job, you know, that they do every day, and that's where that source um, of income comes from. Um, but to have multiple ones, how do we go about um, creating multiple streams of income? What is the first step that, that we need to do to, to set up multiple streams of income for ourselves?
2: Okay, the absolutely first, first step is a mindset shift. We have to change the way we think, and we have to upgrade. You know, a lot of people are still in the industrial age, in the industrial era, to feel mm-hmm. like we got to work, 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 and you have to work for what you want. And But there are so many different things that have changed since that time. We're in a tech, tech technology age where, you know, um, you can make a passive income while you sleep. And so right. one thing that you said earlier in the show is people are skeptical. But as long as the enemy can keep us skeptical, he'll keep us behind. So we have to be willing and open to take some risk and, and to say that, you know, um, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. And you don't put in a thing where you're going to lose your life or anything, but you've got to right. be willing to take some healthy risk. Because, um, and just to give an example, I've been on a job for 11 years, company, I've been in the city for 22 years, but they made an announcement on um, July the 23rd this year that they were shedding their doors, no warning, no nothing. They gave people four- to 6 weeks service pay. If, and I'm in senior management, and I'm blessed because of my gift to be the only one still working in the office after the the plant is closed. But if I had not had multiple streams of income, an announcement like that could have been devastating. And Mm. so I like to think of my income as the eyes on my stove. I said, you know, I don't like to put all my food in one pot because if one pot burns, I still have something to eat. And so we need multiple streams of income because jobs, They're in control. We're not in control of our destiny. And so having those announcements, we got to think of multiple streams of income. It isn't just a survival technique, but it is a strategy for building wealth. We got to get out of the mindset that we don't have nothing to leave and don't have nothing to give because it says in the word that we should leave for our grands and our great-grands. So we got to get out of survival mode of just having enough to pay bills and to to barely make it and live check to check. But well, we are that's able right. to do stuff outside of bills, but to also to build wealth, to leave a legacy
0: mm, for generations right. to come. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And, and and I found it, you know. Um, A lot of times, you know, we don't think about that, the, the leaving the legacy behind parts. And a lot of times, you know, people get frustrated when they know certain people and, and we, you know, we have that saying, oh, they come from money. Well, they come from a legacy. Someone created right. a legacy for them right. so that they could have that generational wealth, so that they would have those things in place. Um, for years to come, and so, um, you know, now more than ever, um, I am one of those people as well about laying that legacy, and I, and I also, you know, think that should be one of our things that we think about daily. How can I leave a legacy in the things that I do? You know, um, the, the places I go and, and, and the people I help, how can I leave a legacy behind? Because it's one thing to to do different things and to to have money and spend it, but how about creating that legacy um, so that your grandchildren, you know, great-grands and whomever to come after you um, still has that that foundation uh, to build upon and take that legacy even further?
2: Right. And I like how you said that because, you know, they come from a legacy, They, come, they and they, they came from a sacrifice. And right. a lot of us, we're not willing to sacrifice. You know, That's legacies right. are built by sacrifices. Mm. And, and when we say, oh, I, right. I feel it down in my spirit because when we mm. make the sacrifice, and a lot of us, we have the mindset to feel like, well, didn't nobody leave me nothing. But it got to start somewhere. And a lot That's of us, right. we say that, you know, um, our forefathers and grandparents and grandfathers, they didn't have the access. They didn't have the, the technology. They didn't have the opportunity that we have. So this era, our mm-hmm. people, We should be the ones that's thinking about it every day because it's sad to say, but if we don't have something that's going to live here after we leave here, people, after a while, they'll forget that we ever existed. They will. That's right. After a while, they'll go on to something else and they'll forget about you. But if you got something where your name is still moving and ringing and showing up long after you're gone. That's when you're
0: leaving a legacy. Absolutely. 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 When it comes to um, multiple streams of income, um, a lot of times people, um, you know, wonder, uh, is this something that, you know, they should do themselves? Um, How, you know, is it okay for us to share our gifts um, with others? How do we go about sharing our gifts with others? And, and I don't know if there's a, there's a way this can happen, but is there a way of sharing our gifts with others where others don't take our gifts and run with it at times?
2: Yeah, you, you, you have to be careful. But yeah, nobody can be an original you. Mm. Nobody can be you the way you are you. So Absolutely. even though they may see the blueprint, but mm. they, a, a person had. Still, the blueprint that didn't draw it didn't really know why the lines go the way they go. Don't know why the uh, the rhythm is the way the rhythm is. You don't have to worry about it. And I think a lot of people they hold back because they they're worried about somebody stealing it, but they overlook right. the fact that nobody is getting it. If you don't put it out there, nobody is benefiting from it. Not you, not them, and not even the person that's trying to duplicate it. And so I look at it like this: if you copy something that I have, I know that it was always an original. And if you're okay for going to get a trophy for first place for a race that you know you didn't run, it's okay with me because mm. my ultimate pay comes from God.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When it comes to those multiple streams of income, um, how do we go about making sure – um, that you know we don't, because a lot of times when people come into multiple streams of income, when you when you see the the the, the money pouring in, a lot of times people uh, tend to you know just just go out. What do we do um, to maintain those multiple sh- streams of income um, without immediately going and running ourselves <laughs> into some type of debt? Right.
2: So one thing you have to change, you got to change your money mindset. Mm-hmm. You got to change your money mindset because you, you find people that are not used to money, that's why they don't keep it. So a lot of times we hear cliches where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, but the rich do things that the poor don't. And they change mm-hmm. their mindset. So when we earn
1: yeah. from
2: our multiple streams, we have to spend less, earn more, and invest wisely. And when we do that, we're not you know we're not spending it as fast as we make it, so i I have a rule that I do, you know, even with the making of the money. you know you got your ten percent that you give to God, the ten percent that you pay to yourself, but the ten percent that you pay to yourself is not for you to go free freely willy nilly that's for you to make an investment, and then you still have your savings, so you have to you have to understand money. Because if you make money and don't have education around money and financial literacy, which a lot of people right. don't, um, right. um, you'll find yourself, you're making it, but as fast as you're making it, you're spending it, and then you don't have a track record. And then you still have a lot of people, because a lot of people feel like making more money, the uh, the more money you make, the more problems you have if you don't right. have education or a mindset around money. Because you just got bigger problems. You got the same problems that the poor people have, you just got it on a bigger scale. Mm. I love it. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely so instead of having, what you... look, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead.
2: Instead of having a ten yeah, instead of having a ten thousand dollar problem, you got a hundred thousand <laughs> or a million dollar problem. And so you think that you're better off you're losing your mind worse
1: than
0: the person that had that (laughs) $10,000 Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, uh, Onika, for the folks out here um, who would love um, to to get in contact with you, I'm telling you guys, there's no better time uh, than the present to connect Uh, with an awesome person such as Dr. Onika Shirley uh, to get on board, to um, wrap in those gifts and those multiple streams of income um, and the many other um, avenues that she can help you as well. And so for the folks out there who want to be able to connect with you, um, you know, maybe start up some services with you, how do they go about doing that?
2: Um, I am on social media as Onika Shirley. Um, my email is Volume at gmail.com. Again, that is e a k k s b o l u m e at gmail.com. I am on Insta- Instagram as Nico Shirley, and that's where you can find me. Also, my phone number is 870-714-1766. Again, that number is 870 870- Seven
0: one four one seven six six, and you're free to text or call. love it absolutely Dr. Onika, tell us at the end of the day um after helping um women after helping many um tap into those gifts, multiple streams of income the the confidence building the procrastination coaching um. What what does Dr. Onika Shirley want her legacy to be?
2: I want my legacy to be that I left this place better than it was when I came. And this Mm -hmm. place will be wherever I go. And so I like to think that wherever I go, I make an impact, that when I'm not there, you know I'm not there anymore. It wouldn't be mm. where you didn't never know that I was there because there will be an impact, an impression, um, and a void in my absence because I will
0: be there to make a difference. I Game it. changer. Absolutely love it. I love it. And I'm so I'm so pumped up. Uh just hearing you uh discuss different things tonight. I'm so pumped up. I'm so um uh, encouraged and I love your energy. Um I, I love what you do. Um and I'm glad that we were able to connect and you able to come on the show this evening. I Thoroughly um, appreciate you, and I hope that folks out here who are listening and on the phone lines were able to take uh, some things away uh, from the conversation and dialogue um, this evening. So it's been definitely a pleasure having you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. And so before we get out of here, uh, do you have any final words and thoughts you want to share with the listeners?
1: Yes.
2: So my final words would be for you to unwrap the gift that God has given you and know that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And with that, when you walk in it, whether people recognize it, acknowledge pat you on the back, or put you on the spotlight, know that your gift will make room for you. Your, gri- your yes. gift will allow yes. you to generate wealth. Your gift will allow you to make an impression and impact wherever you
0: go. God bless mm. you absolutely I love it, absolutely love it and um, I want folks to be able to um tune into your show as well, so tell them um how they can go about tuning into your show also tuning them to
2: my show um we are live every saturday night um um at eight p m eight p m central nine p m eastern standard time we have a dial-in number of 319-527-3423. Again, that radio show number is 319-527-3423. And we posted all it all over my social media page. And, again, we're live every Saturday night, 8 p.m. Central and 9 p.m. Eastern.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely wonderful. And once again, thank you so much for coming on here. I truly appreciate having you on the show. It's definitely um, being amazing talking with you.
2: You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. And you have a great uh, rest of your week and weekend. I'll be talking with you again soon. And please uh, feel free to come back on here anytime. We would definitely love to have you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good night. Honey. All right. All right, you guys. That was Dr. Onika Shirley, um, founder of Action Speaks Volume, um, as well as confident building and procrastination coach. Um, and make sure you guys go and check out her show as well. Um, Action Takers Walking by Faith. Um, And I will be putting that information uh, for the time and dates on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page also um, so that you guys may tune in. And also, I hope you guys were able to grab um, these amazing nuggets um, that she dropped on the show tonight and that you walk away tapping into those gifts um, and using them and pushing them through um, to make those um, multiple streams of income for yourself and leaving that legacy behind uh, for your loved ones um, to come after. Um, and so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Uh, but next week, you guys um, can join us as we welcome O'Clave um, Sebastian. Um, he is the author of uh, Memoirs um, of a Hopeless Romantic. He's going to be joining us um, next Monday. Um, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And so with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next week, same time, same place, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
1: Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of of the Vibration Radio Network.